the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. AM 560 WFIL.com and on the app, you listen to the Tim DeMoss Show. Welcome aboard. Happy 8th of June. 2022. Nice day. Some sun. A little cloud action moving in. 84 the high. Maybe a shower, thunder shower late tonight and overnight. Maybe a couple. Could be heavy at times. Maybe one of those thunder shower things that wakes you up or a little boom with whatever in the middle of the night. That's possible. 65 the low. Still some rain in the morning expected. Eventually clearing out. Back to sunshine by tomorrow afternoon. High again, 84. Phillies got another win last night. They were actually down 2-1 to one going into the ninth inning, but Alec Bohm and uh, Matt Veerling both hit home runs to put the Phillies ahead 3-2, and then they held on to win that game, which is their fifth in a row. Phillies interim manager Rob Thompson talking about that win. It was good. It was a big win. They battled. We gave up some chances early. Well, we had some chances early. We didn't push any guys across. And, you know, it's tough when you've got a bullpen like that to to, uh, you know, get later in the game and, and you had opportunities early, but, you know, they, they kept battling and, you know, two big swings in the night. Rob Thompson, interim manager of the Phils, took over for Joe Girardi, who was fired last week. As for the fact that the team is 4-0 since he took over? They've played great, you know, and, and um, yeah, it's been exciting. And, and they've, you know, we, we ran hard down the line tonight twice and created, put pressure on them, created some, created 90 feet, so... They're doing what they need to do, and, and uh, we believe this is a good club, and the pieces are here to, to win games. And you know, we just didn't play consistent early, and, and maybe we're getting on a roll here. Rob Thompson again, the manager of the Philadelphia Phillies. He said, "Ran hard down the line, ninety feet." You know, I was an average baseball player, and so I had to look for advantages however I could. If you watch a ball game, it's interesting to see how many players. Once they hit the ball, still look to see where it goes. And I was always of the mindset that if you're looking, you're not running. You're not running as hard as you possibly can. You might be running somewhat. And uh, I always took it that what, no matter what I did, a ground ball or hits of the outfield, run, 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 run. Give myself every opportunity to be safe. Trust your coaches to tell you whether you should keep going or not. And, uh, you know, it helps. It helps. Once in a while, an infielder bobbles the ball, and the fact that you were running from the get-go is the extra step you needed to be safe. Might as well, but it takes some discipline to do. And uh, even at the pro level, you can see that there are times where you hit the ball, you're still glancing while you're running, and you probably lose a little bit of speed doing that. So, anyhow, uh, I was, I was uh, you know, again, an average player, didn't play college ball, played in high school but enjoyed co- uh, coaching softball. And I, ha- I have a lot of fun w- with coaching on that topic. I love coaching my kids softball and soccer, but not the head coach. I don't know enough to really teach the full-blown, all the drills, all those things, but 
I see things, I study things, and I like to be able to point things out. I'll videotape the kids mostly for fun, but then I'll sometimes show, uh, you know, at home on our TV and say, "Look, here's why the you know, if you were here, the, how that could have happened." And it's 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 actually just it's a it's a uh, elementary way of me doing it, but it's a it's a reason why the the ball players, if you're not familiar, they'll go down the dugout in baseball, they'll watch their bat after they have it in detail uh, because when they go up next time, they want to have more insight than just the bat you know that they just had. So, in any case, Phillies will try and keep the winning going tonight. They're at Milwaukee again at 8-10. Also tonight in uh, hoops in the NBA Finals, it's Game 3. Golden State and Boston going at it. Their series is currently tied at a game apiece. Uh, we're going to have a quick, uh, an, inter- an interesting show today. We have several folks lined up to call in and chat. Kind of a follow-up to things that have been happening lately. Uh, first person we're going to chat with in just a couple moments, Cedric Brown, who's the senior pastor at Commitment Church in Lindenwald, New Jersey. He's played for the Eagles, actually, speaking of sports, for several seasons. And uh, he was downtown in Philadelphia. We had him on the program in advance of this big event, the Celebrate Jesus Philadelphia event uh, that was this past Saturday, 11 to 1. First of its kind, in a way, and just wanted to check in with him for a few minutes and see how that went. So I just uh, sent him a text a little while ago. He says, yeah, I'll hop on. So we'll have him on after the break here for a few moments. And then uh, we also have Lexi Sneller, who's with Pennsylvania Family Institute, and again, in, in the line of sports, she works with all, all kinds of public policy matters. And uh, most recently, the Pennsylvania Senate uh, passed the Fairness in Women's Sports Act. So we'll talk with her a bit about that. Also wanted to, I did this yesterday, I wanted to read a little scripture from Genesis chapter 40 that has to do with Pharaoh's dream, if you ever remember that, tying into the apologetic song we've been playing lately, Giver of Dreams, which is a spoof on uh, Billy Joel's River of Dreams. We're giving away Apologetics' new CD called Come See, Come Saw. If you've listened to this show any length of time, you've heard Apologetics before, but in case you're new to it, they're a, ba- a band that does uh, Christian parodies of, of mainstream songs, everything from Elvis to brand new stuff and everything in between. In fact, this newest CD, which is their 65th, if I have my facts straight, actually has a, a parody of a song from Elvis on it. Also some songs from the 80s and some rock songs in there, too. And uh, so we're giving that away on our site, one of many contests that you can enter at WFIL.com. So feel free to get in on the Apologetic CD contest. The Father's Day contest is on our site. You win $2,000 for your father or a father figure in your life. You can actually enter some of the contests we do every day to increase your opportunity to win. And many of the contests have bonus entry opportunities where if you share it on social media, that sort of thing, you can get extra entries as well. So check all that out, and we'll take a quick break. Come back with Cedric Brown in a moment. Keep things rolling from there. It's Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Live and local. It's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. It's 411 on the Tim DeMoss Show, and we're glad to bring on board, I think we have him here, Pastor Cedric Brown, Commitment Church, Lindenwald, New Jersey. Are you there, sir? Do we have you on all right? Uh, yes, you do. I can hear you now. Very good. Hey, how you doing? I am doing well, thank you. Cats complain. <laughs> well, it's, it's it's good to hear your voice. Uh, I was mentioning earlier in the t- top of the hour, a little sports thing, that you had played ball for the Eagles for a few seasons. Was that when Buddy Ryan was the head coach? Yes, it was. When Buddy Ryan was the head coach, Jeff Fisher, some may know him. He was my position coach 
and Wade Phillips wow. is another uh, name that he was our defensive coordinator. Wow! So you really had a lot of a lot of rich learning going on there. A lot of great coaches. Yeah, yeah, sure did. And believe it or not, Wade Phillips used to always beat me in racquetball and used to frustrate <laughs> me. <laughs> that's a, that's another show. <laughs> well, you know what's interesting? You say that Pat Riley of the Miami Heat, who of course he was the. Uh, head coach of the Lakers, the Showtime Lakers, and then he went to the Heat mm-hmm. and won as an executive and a coach uh, NBA championship. I just read yesterday, I think he was in a press conference, and he said something about he's, you know, he's 77, the Heat are out of the playoffs now, but he, he's like, I want to see this thing through. I want to see Miami win one more championship, and, and I can still do more push-ups than you. He said to one of the reporters, he's just like, you want to drop now? <laughs> I'll drop to the floor right now, and I'll out push up you, young man. <laughs> so yeah. that, that's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, wait, yeah, wait. Used to frustrate me so much. He would have me if you ever play racquetball. You know, it's geometry, but I would. He would have me chasing the ball all over the place, <laughs> all over the court. It would frustrate me. He'll win all the time. <laughs> I, be, I believe that he called that being a KG veteran, right? You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it's, yeah. Well, so uh, so Pastor uh, Pastor Cedric Brown, senior pastor at Commitment Church in Lindenwall, New Jersey, has joined our program a number of times, and you can also hear the program Commitment to Truth every Saturday morning at nine on WFIL. We had John last week for a, for a nice segment. We want to talk about two things. One was the program, just to get, update people on how it was going, because that started back in mm-hmm. January of this year. But the other part of it had to do with the big event, the Celebrate Jesus Philadelphia event, which was, I think, 11 to 1 this past Saturday. Just wanted to mm-hmm. check in with you uh, rather than just blow right by it and keep moving to pause long enough to say, how did it go? Because it was the first wow. idea of its kind. And, you know, I'm sure there's some, it could be bumps and bruises or how, you know, what, mm-hmm. weather was beautiful. But how, how did it go? Well, I tell you what, uh, for the first time ever, at least from my perspective, uh, being able to worship um, and pray uh, in front of the uh, uh, Independence uh, Hall and also parallel to the uh, Liberty Bell and to see people from all over the country there to, to hear and to learn, to see where this great country began and to simultaneously uh praise and pray to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords publicly. Uh, it, it was so rich. It was so encouraging and, and refreshing as well because of so many things that are happening in the city of Philadelphia and in our country, but being able to pray and praise the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords um, all together. Um, it, it was amazing. It was a very amazing time. I know it at Commitment Church in Lindenwald, your you know, place for all nations, that the mm-hmm. a, a big hope for you there is to have mm-hmm. a place where, you know, Lord willing, we, we, I mean, when we get to heaven, it's going to be a lot of it's going to be a lot of people different than what we look like or mm-hmm. sound like. Right. So it's good to practice that yeah. from now. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Did, exactly. did you see some of that yeah. in the city on Saturday? Did you see some diversity there? Or is it? it how did yeah, that go? It, it was very diverse and and it was special as well, because. We had uh, people who were bilingual. We had our MC Fior Hernandez, who uh, was a, a TV personality here um, in Philadelphia, but now lives in Florida. She flew back in. Hmm. She was our MC. One of my friends, who's a uh, Greek Orthodox priest, wow, uh, Pastor Emmanuel, he came out and actually prayed in Greek. Ooh. And it, it was, and we had several people who were 
praying and reading scripture in Spanish. Uh, so it was, it was, it was a glimpse, a small glimpse of thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And Lord willing, um, we'll be doing it next year to be 2023. Yeah. Celebrate Philadelphia and we can have more people, more an expression of the body of Christ. Um, and, and again, you know, pray, we, we pray for, uh, men and husbands. We pray for women and mothers. We pray for, we had uh, some teenagers come up and pray for children and, mm. and we pray for our nation. We prayed for, um, unity within the body of Christ. And it was just a plethora of, of prayers that, uh, and, and thanksgiving uh, unto our Lord. We recited the Apostle Creed together. And, and here's the cool thing. We finished with this simple child song, and it was a uh, childlike song. It was, Yes, Jesus Loves Me. Hmm. And, yeah, it, it was sweet to have everyone sing it together um, as we uh, concluded our, our time together. Amen. And the whole point of it, really, as you were saying, I think on our conversation last week, to lift up Jesus and, and to pray and then not make it more yeah. complicated than that. So. Absolutely. And, it, and that was, you know, sometimes simplicity is the best thing, right? For sure. And, and, and we know the uh, most simple thing in our faith, but yet the most profound thing is that it's about Christ and Christ alone. And and if he if he is lifted up, his promises he will draw all men uh, to himself. And we we pray and we hope that we did accomplish that on last Saturday. Amen. I love that. I love it. And also, as you know, uh, with this show and our station, but I know specifically on this in, during this hour, we our goal is to do a little bit of what you were doing Saturday with regard mm-hmm. to. John three sixteen and you know for God so loved the world so there's an element to that yeah. where just like you know it's kind of I'm just thinking about it now just like the event on Saturday was very clearly Christian framework you weren't there to be vague spiritually but mm-hmm. but there is a diversity to it you're right in the heart of Philadelphia so there're gonna be people from all over the place yeah and yeah. some are gonna be Christians who are like oh that's cool they're doing that thing and then there are yeah. others who are probably like yeah. what are they doing mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> so oh, yeah I mean yeah it it was you you had how do I say all walks of life, literally, yeah, and and um, just walking up and down. Some people stopped. There, there was, you know, the reality was again, you're in the heart of the city. There was a gentleman who was there who was intoxicated, and yeah, he was standing right in the middle of us, and and people just loved on him, and eventually, mm. you know, he he walked away. You know, he didn't cause a ruckus or anything like that, but. But we we got whatever the city offered on that beautiful Saturday. <laughs> That's, <good. laughs> That's great. And, and, yeah, yeah, and it was it was great. I had a chance to pray for pray for some people afterwards, and and actually, you know, a group of uh, retired and active service people, mm-hmm. men and women, that we had a chance to pray for. So that didn't, you know, clearly probably didn't believe what we believed and didn't live, maybe tried to live a holy sacred life as, as we attempt to do every day. But at the end of the day, uh, yes, Jesus loved me. And, and like you said, John 3, 16, for God to love the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believed in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. And, and the world is the world, right? Yeah. Um, and at, there was a time I didn't believe in him. There was a time that I was rebellious. There was a time uh, that I 
did not want anything to do with Christ. Um, and let's be honest, there's times my flesh may get the best of me, and I may want, did I want to do, you know, uh, do what he wants me to do, say what he wants me to say under certain conditions even today. But yet, yeah, yes, Jesus still loved me, you know? You know, and as you're ta- folks tuning in, we chat with Pastor Cedric Brown. He's senior pastor at Commitment Church in Lindenwald, New Jersey. Also hosts a radio program Saturday mornings at 9 on WFIL, Commitment to Truth. I mentioned this because the more I think about it, how, how it's, I really love that how this event that it was, that it was, and and that whole idea that for God so loved the world, like that, that intoxicated guy in the middle of everything, that the right thing to do would be to love him, um, mm-hmm. and at the same time you're still keeping the word. You don't stop the worship, but you're yeah. you're doing both, and yeah. and similar. I guess why that resonates with me, and why I even bring it up to encourage people who listen is when we do the program here, we'll definitely have folks on like yourself who know the Lord, love the Lord, can explain the gospel, but we'll mm-hmm. also have people on. We had Melissa Gilbert on, for example, last week, who's, you know, Laura Ingalls on Little House in the Prairie. And she has a new book out and it's called Back to the Prairie. And it's about the last mm-hmm. dozen years of her life. And it, I read through some of it. There's some cuss words in it. It's not like little Laura Ingalls. And, uh, yeah. but what I, but I, but what I meant, but she was sharing her, the main point she, the reason she wrote the book had to do with the fact that she knows a lot of people feel alone the last several years. And she wanted to encourage people to say that, that we all are experiencing some of that feeling and that we can help, help support each other. So she was telling her story, but so I asked her, what do people think about when they come across you now? And, and she paused and she said, well, she says, I get a lot of invitations to speak at church and share my Christianity, but actually I'm Jewish. People don't know that. Mm. And then she said, Michael Landon, who was, you know, pa on and, and was the executive producer of Little House in the Prairie, he was Jewish. And so she said, people think that because we went to church regularly on the show, they assume that I'm a Christian and that I have a testimony and they invite me to speak at their church. And then she said, I also think people think I grew up in 1870, not 1970. So it's like funny, like, right. She's like, I'm a modern woman. I'm not like this little old girl with the bonnet on. So, but anyway, it's a good learning experience. And I say that because part of me enjoys having guests on just to learn. We watch the show. It's been a pretty clean show and all that over the years for our whole family to watch, but it, but it gives you some insight and the the gospel still applies to Melissa Gilbert Mm -hmm. and it applies to everybody else. And I like to say, well, maybe she hasn't accepted him yet. I, I don't, yeah, yeah. You, know, you want to keep it clear in your head. I'm not trying to water anything down, but I also want to say, well, Jesus came in with no reservations. I read in, in Romans 5, 8, I've been meditating on God demonstrates his own love for us in this while we were still sinners. Mm-hmm. Christ died for us. Yeah. No, yeah. no conditions. Yeah. And so the people that yeah. we have around us wish, wish Jesus for them and pray for them, yeah. but not because you're, you're hovering over them or you're judging them. It's it's serious business, right? But at the yep. same time, like you said, if you lift Christ up, if you really lift Christ up in your life, He will draw people unto Himself. Yeah, yeah. Well, can can I read to you? I I gave an invitation at the end of the uh, the day on Saturday, yeah. and, and Hebrews chapter twelve verses one through three is what I read. But I'll just read two and three, if you don't mind. Sure. It says. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and sat down at the right uh, hand of the throne of God. For consider him who has endured such hostility 
by sinners against himself so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. So just two things that I brought out there from for the sinners and the saints. I said the first thing is that as a saint of God, in other words, if you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, understand that you were the joy that was set before him. Hmm. In other words, that, that you were the joy that, that he was willing to die for, who for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. And he could have called legions of angels to take him down, right? But yes. he chose not to. And Amen. therefore, the, the, the other was, consider him. In other words, consider him. When, you're, when life gets difficult as a follower of Jesus Christ, consider him. Consider him and everything he went through so that you won't also lose heart. But then I, I use that saying, if you would, two key points to the ones who are sinners that said, listen, you also <laughs> are the joy that is set before him. In other words, he, he wants you to come to know him as, his, as Lord and Savior. You are the joy that he also died for. And, and secondly, you know, would you consider him? You know, would you consider him who has endured such hostility by sinners against himself so that you will not grow weary and lose heart? And that, that he can he can help you today, real time. Yes, right. <laughs> it's not, it's, you know what I mean? It's not always the sweet by and by, even though that's, I like to say that's the cherry on top. That absence from the body, present of the Lord, is a cherry on top, you yeah, know? Yeah. I mean, but he he helps us real time. It's, Real time, so that we don't we don't have to grow weary and lose heart, yeah. because he gave it all for us. Amen. I love that thought. I love that thought about yeah. the joy that we're the joy he was he was looking at and thinking about while going through what he chose to go through. Yeah, yeah, right. Because he said it was finished. It wasn't. He was finished, but the work was complete. Yeah, and our eternity was complete there at that moment, and. And, and therefore, yes, we have that hope absent from the body present with the Lord. But we also have the hope in in real time. We have the hope here and now. It's funny you that, say that. Uh, my dad used to do a drawing when I was younger. He said people think that they view life like a, a straight line. Like imagine a line going left to right, and then you have a, a, a perpendicular line. And at, at the point that the horizontal line hits the perpendicular, it V's one way or the other, like heaven or hell. But he said it's actually mm-hmm. two. There are two lines going, and you're on one path or the other right now. Like the physical mm-hmm. death is is going to be the mark. But instead of thinking you're, you know, we're all just kind of on the same path, and then we go one way or the other. He was encouraging me to say, remember, you know, you're kind of what you're saying is, I think that that being a believer now, you're it's now, it's it's all now yeah, and yeah, later, yeah. not just not just yeah. later. You're there now as part yeah. of that path. Yes, absolutely. I mean, he listen. He, Second uh, Corinthians talks about that we have been given the ministry of reconciliation to reconcile the world back into himself. In other words, that word reconciliation is the is reconciling people back to God in a pre-endemic false state. When God used to walk with man in the cool of the garden, it's the same thing that the finished work of Jesus Christ offers us, us today. He walks with us every single day of our lives. He talks to us. He speaks to us. He stills whispers in our ears, you know? Yeah. And and uh, this is the way to go, walk in it. He still does, you know? Amen. 
Amen. Today. <laughs> I love it. Well, that's it. And that's a, one of the key aspects that the, the faith is not a, th- a, a later thing. It's a now and all the way through. So. Amen. Amen. Hey, it's great to hear your voice. Thank you for the update yeah. and great to hear how that went. And yes, boom. thank you so much as always. Thank you for the work that you and this wonderful station uh, does for us in this area Amen. and across the world now, right? Because you have uh, online. That stream thing, yeah, that, <laughs> yeah. Ha- that helps. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Greetings to your family. God bless you, my friend. We'll thank catch you. up again soon. All right, brother. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Take you. care. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm. Bye. That's Pastor Cedric Brown of Commitment Church in Lindenwald, New Jersey, and he was at that Celebrate uh, Jesus event this past Saturday from 11 to 1 downtown Philly, and uh, great to hear the update and how God used that. And, of course, the Lord it works on lots of levels lots of uh, all the time, so I can only know a little bit what's going on on the surface, but great to hear that report, and, and Lord willing, there's much more going on in the lives and hearts of those who were there. Brief break. We have uh, Lexi Sneller from Pennsylvania Family Institute joining us before the hour is through. A couple other things to take care of as well. It's Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. You're listening to a podcast of The Tim DeMoss Show, heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. It is 4.31 on the Tim DeMoss Show, and uh, we bring on Lexi Sneller now from Pennsylvania Family Institute. Lexi, you there? We have you okay? Yes. Yes. Hi, Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Can you hear me all right? Yes. Can Uh, you hear me? I can. You sound clear as a bell. Thank you for carving time out of your busy day and wherever you're driving to. We don't want to take up too much of your time, but uh, we wanted to check in with you because of the... Most recent press release, Lexi is with Pennsylvania Family Institute, Communications and Policy Officer. And before getting into just briefly the uh, the, what, the news, if you will, just let folks know a little bit about PA Family Institute, if they haven't heard about it before, the, the work that you do and, and how your day-to-day typically goes. Yes, so Pennsylvania Family Institute is a nonprofit and based in Harrisburg, and we focus on advocating for pro-life, family, and religious freedom issues. And we, our day-to-day looks different because we're up at the Capitol some days, and then we're also doing grassroots work, engaging with all of our partners across the state. So definitely exciting job and really thankful to be able to do all we can. That's great. Well, and the, the most recent piece of news that comes down is uh, regarding the uh, Fairness in Women's Sports Act, SB 1191. So take the floor and, and share about that if you would. Thank you. Yes, yesterday was a really big day at the state capitol for us. So we started off the day with a big Fairness in Women's Sports press conference that Pennsylvania family was able to host. And we had groups from even national groups and also groups from across the state, including Concerned Women for America, Young Women for America, Women's Declaration International, Save Women's Sports. Uh, we had parents whose children have been affected by this, and we also had key legislators there. And what's really significant about this is we had people from all different political parties, Democrat, Republican, Independent, uh, we had women from all different walks of life and backgrounds all gathered together to advocate for fairness in women's sports. And I think one woman put it really well when she encouraged people and said, hey, this isn't a, a right or left issue. This is a right or wrong issue. Hmm. And so 
we were able to um, stand with so many great legislators who have really taken the lead on this issue and encouraged the Senate to pass the Fairness to Women's Sports Act. And for those who aren't familiar with it, the Fairness to Women's Sports Act simply says that you should separate sports based off biological sex in order to ensure a fair and equal playing field for women and girls across our commonwealth. So this is a very needed piece of legislation. It was so encouraging yesterday at the press conference and very providentially as this press conference had been scheduled for at least a month, but that day happened to be the same day that the Senate deliberated on the Fairness Women's Sports Act and passed it. So very, very exciting new step forward for Fairness Women's Sports and really encouraging for so many girls across their commonwealth. And so now, Lexi, what happens next as far as uh, does the bill, what happens with the bill? Is it, it's going under consideration now to the House of Representatives and PA or? Yes. So it does now go to the House for consideration. And we should also be very encouraged because the House actually uh, it recently passed the House version of this bill. So we have good reason to think that the House will continue to support the Senate version of the bill. Okay. But we're also asking for people across the state and you can go to pafamily.org slash fairplay. Okay. And ask your representative to support the Fairness Women's Sports Act. Um, you know, it's really important to thank our legislators when they stand up for these issues and also to encourage them of just hey, we care about this issue, we're still following it, and we're asking you to continue standing up for equal athletic opportunity for women and girls. I love that idea. And so, again, it's pafamily.org, front slash fair play, and that's for information and on Fairness in Women's Sports Act. And and your point about calling your representative to, to thank them, that's a huge I think I wonder how many people actually do that I, I bet that speaks even louder in some ways than people who call on the front end say do this do this do this those who call after the fact show that they really are a thankful and be paying attention yes that is so encouraging and I can honestly say you know it has been a privilege to have a position where I'm able to work with so many great legislators who I can sincerely say are genuine and care about these issues and you know they definitely have a difficult job and so when we can reach out when they're doing the right thing and when they're standing up to vulnerable girls in our commonwealth it means the world to give them support and encouragement um, as they continue fighting the good fight yeah that's great lexi thank you for taking time out of your day and again folks want to find out more pafamily.org is a great starting point then you can go a lot of different directions depending on the topics and and the subjects that are going on and uh, keep up the good work, Alexi. We'll look forward to chatting chat with you next time. Thank you so much, Tim. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. It's Lexi Sneller with the Pennsylvania Family Institute. Again, the website is simply pafamily.org for this uh, Fairness in Women's Sports Act, SB 1191. And that's the, the Senate version. And then the House of Representatives version, the House version of the bill, is HB 972. And so you can, again, go to the site and and dig further into those. And again, I love that idea of calling your representative after, especially with this topic, but other ones as well, to affirm and thank them for voting. Uh, You know, I don't think about you tend to think about the front end and hopefully getting what you are after what you what you're wishing to see happen. 
But that thank you part, and it's funny because I think about that all the time. I think about thanking, you know, you don't just say thanks to the Lord on Thanksgiving. You want to be thankful person year round. But I uh, I don't know that I've uh, thought about that in terms of, of, you know, calling your senator after the fact. I think it's kind of a, a neat and very uh, effective way of, of furthering that relationship and affirming what they're doing. So uh, food for thought there. Brief break. Come back with more. It's Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560, WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. It's 441 on the Tim DeMoss Show. How you doing? So much is happening around here. I have to force myself to slow down to just remember things. Keeping up with the pace of life sometimes is a job in and of itself. Uh, I will take a moment here along those lines for you, too, because the station has a lot happening to let you know about a couple things going on. Uh, we have our ministry of the month for June, which is Let's Talk About Jesus with Wayne Mondlo. You can catch it weekdays at 1130 a.m. several times over the weekend. And kind of at the core of our spotlighting giveaway is Wayne's classic book, Friendship with God which features a number of liberating scriptural truths, warm character studies of Abraham and Moses, all shared in Wayne's down-to-earth style and sharing really of God's desire to walk hand-in-hand with you through each day. That's the book Friendship with God we're giving away all month long. There's also another booklet that comes with it, A New Life in Jesus' Own Words, and a grand prize featuring the four-CD set, The Joy of the Lord, and a couple of books, too. You can enter for that at WFIL.com. While you're there, you can enter to win tickets to see the Creation Festival, which is the 29th of June through the 2nd of July. Features a lot of great uh, you know, artists. We talk about them on the air. Newsboy, Zach Williams, uh, KB, Red, and uh, Disciple on the Hard Rock side. And then you have uh, Bethel Music and uh, and others. So, the, and speakers, too. We had Rob Lenz on the program, who's been on. Uh, I guess he goes by Bob. Bob Lenz has been on. Uh, at the creation stage many times and he joined us last week so just know that you can enter to win tickets and and or if you want to buy tickets we actually have some discount tickets available on our homepage at wfil.com father's day is coming up the 19th of june i hope my children are listening and uh that we have a two thousand dollar giveaway going on so those are just some of the things if you get to wfil.com have some fun take a few minutes tool around Enter some contests. There's a, there are fun quizzes and surveys you can take. You can win prizes just for taking those. And no, you won't be graded, so don't worry about getting them wrong. It's just the fact that you took the quiz or the survey on Father's Day-related stuff. Uh, so as, as it happens to be this month, those quizzes and surveys uh, change all the time. So have at that. Have fun with it. One of the contests we're doing right now, I mentioned yesterday, is Apologetics. And they're a Christian parody band. They've done about 65 albums over the years, over the last 30 years. And they feature songs from the 50s through the present day, parodies of them. The, the newest one's called Come See, Come Saw. And it features songs by Elvis and uh, the Monkees and Steve Winwood, Fleetwood Mac, uh, Three Dog Night, Billy Joel, Fabulous Thunderbirds, Right Said Fred, Culture Club, Depeche Mode. And I want to play a song for you that I've, I've really taken a liking to. I mean, I like the original a lot by Billy Joel called The River of Dreams. The parody is called The Giver of dreams, apologetics, which takes its name uh, you know, from the defense of the Christian faith as it talks about in First Peter. 
all the songs that they do, they have scripture references. So if you want to kind of look and see where the passage or passages are that the song's based on, you can. And yesterday I took time to read one of those passages, part of it. I want to read some of the other part and then play the song for you again today. And um, Genesis 40, I read the first part of it yesterday about when Joseph was in prison and the cupbearer and the baker were in prison also. And they each had dreams and they told Joseph the dreams. And it turns out that Joseph's interpretation was correct. The cupbearer was restored to his position under Pharaoh, but the baker was hanged. And Joseph had just said, when you guys are called out of prison and go back and start going back up before Pharaoh, please remember me to Pharaoh. Let him know, hey, Joseph is still here. He'd like an audience with you. He'd like he'd like his case to be heard. And it says in verse 23, the chief cupbearer did not remember Joseph. He forgot him. So that's where we left off yesterday. Verse, uh, verse 1, I guess this is 41, continuing on with Pharaoh himself now. So the first part yesterday, we talked about the dreams of the cupbearer and the baker. Today it's Pharaoh. When two full years had passed. So let that sink in, right? Joseph was waiting for two years after helping these other two. Well, one of them got hanged, but the other one got his position back. He was just interpreting what he was told. Two full years had passed. Pharaoh had a dream. He was standing by the Nile when out of the river, they came up seven cows, sleek and fat, and they grazed among the reeds. After them, seven other cows, ugly and gaunt, came out of the Nile and stood beside those on the riverbank. And the cows that were ugly and gaunt ate up the seven sleek, fat cows. Then Pharaoh woke up. He fell asleep again and had a second dream. Seven heads of grain, healthy and good, were growing on a single stalk. After them, seven other heads of grain sprouted, thin and scorched by the east wind. The thin heads of grain swallowed up the seven healthy full heads. Then Pharaoh woke up. It had been a dream. In the morning, Pharaoh's mind was troubled. So he sent for all the magicians and wise men of Egypt. Pharaoh told them his dreams, but no one could interpret them for him. Then the chief cupbearer said to Pharaoh, Today I am reminded of my shortcomings. Pharaoh was once angry with his servants and imprisoned me and the chief baker in the house of the captain of the guard. Each of us had a dream the same night, and each dream had its own meaning. Now a young Hebrew was there with us, a servant of the captain of the guard. We told him our dreams, and he interpreted them for us, giving each man the interpretation of his dream. And the things turned out exactly as he interpreted them to us. I was restored to my position, and the other man was hanged. So Pharaoh sent to for Joseph, and he was quickly brought from the dungeon. When he had shaved and changed his clothes, he came before Pharaoh. Pharaoh said to Joseph, I had a dream and no one can interpret it, but I've heard it said of you that when you hear a dream, you can interpret it. I cannot do it, Joseph replied to Pharaoh, but God will give Pharaoh the answer he desires. I'm just going to throw my thought in here. It's interesting that Joseph, after two extra years of having to wait, could have easily started to make a case for himself like, this is my chance. I've waited two years for this. I'll take over. But he still has his mind in the right place and says, I cannot do it. Joseph replied to Pharaoh, but God will give Pharaoh the answer he desires. So Joseph was faithful all all that time and understanding where the true answer came from. 
Then Pharaoh said to, to Joseph, in my dream, I was standing on the bank of the Nile when out of the river came up seven cows, fat and sleek, and they grazed among the reeds. After them, seven other cows came up, scrawny and very ugly and lean. I had never seen such ugly cows in the land of all of Egypt. The lean, ugly cows ate up the seven fat cows that came out first. But even after they ate them, no one could tell they had done so. They looked just as ugly as before. Then I woke up. In my dreams, I also saw seven heads of grain, full and good, growing on a single stalk. After them, seven other heads sprouted, withered and thin and scorched by the east wind. The thin heads of grain swallowed up the seven good heads. I told this to the magicians, but no one could explain it. Then Joseph said to Pharaoh, The dreams of Pharaoh are one and the same. God has revealed to Pharaoh what he is about to do. The seven good cows are seven years, and the seven good heads of grain are seven years. It is one and the same dream. The seven lean, ugly cows that came afterward are seven years, and so are the seven worthless heads of grain scorched by the east wind. They are seven years of famine. It is just as I said to Pharaoh, God has shown Pharaoh what he is about to do. Seven years of great abundance are coming throughout the land of Egypt, but seven years of famine will follow them. Then all the abundance in Egypt will be forgotten, and the famine will ravage the land. The abundance in the land will not be remembered, because the famine that follows it will be so severe. The reason the dream was given to Pharaoh in two forms is that the matter has been firmly decided by God, and God will do it soon. And now let Pharaoh look for a discerning and wise man and put him in charge of the land of Egypt. Let Pharaoh appoint commissioners over the land to take a fifth of the harvest of Egypt during the seven years of abundance. They should collect all the food of these good years that are coming and store it up under the grain under the authority of Pharaoh to be kept in the cities for food. This food should be held in reserve for the country to be used during the seven years of famine that will come upon Egypt so the country may not be ruined by the famine. The plan seemed good to Pharaoh and to all his officials. So Pharaoh asked them, Can we find anyone like this man, one in whom is the Spirit of God? Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Since God has made all this known to you, there is no one so discerning and wise as you. You shall be in charge of my palace, and all my people are to submit to your orders. Only with respect to the throne will I be greater than you. That's from Genesis 40. I think we went into 41 there. And that's what this song, parody, that apologetics has done, is from, is based on. There's another passage it's based on as well. But let's not read that one now. We can read that one another time in the book of Daniel, which is an even crazier story than this one. Apologetics on their newest parody CD, which we're giving away. Giver of Dreams, parody of Billy Joel's River of Dreams. Get entered to win at WFIL.com. Asleep. He'd been down for years, 
seven years of playing to your head. After the time is expired, our family met as big as will become, so you probably should plan. In the city on the Nile, Pharaoh under the decree. AM560 WFIL.com on the app. Giver of Dreams from Apologetics's brand new CD, which we're giving away. Come see, come saw, get entered at WFIL.com. Highly recommend their music just to enjoy. But also, if you happen to be a pastor or you're teaching Bible study, stuff like that, it's a great way to add our youth group or kind of a weekend retreat type stuff. Their music makes for a wonderful compliment to you know what you're doing it gives you another way of presenting the the material in a different sort of way and in a very fun way too uh speaking of m- more things that we're doing in the in the contests and prizes and stuff we had pastor greg Laurie on the program from a new beginning that's our book of the month our parent company salem does lots of different wonderful things and one of them is has a book of the month and the book lennon dylan alice and jesus by pastor greg Laurie is our book of the month for june and so you can enter to win that uh, and you, you hear these names, you know, Lennon, as in John Lennon, Bob Dylan, Alice Cooper, and Jesus. And one of the questions we talked with Pastor Greg about was, as he researched to write this book, if there was a reason he thought that uh, rock stars and, and generally, in general, celebrities, why they self-destruct so often? I think a lot of these folks are, are damaged goods. Uh, so many of them come from broken homes. So many of them come from horrible backgrounds or they come from horrible poverty or something else. And and they want to be noticed. They want their life to matter. They want their life to have meaning. And, and I think they're actually searching for fulfillment through fame and fortune. They're thinking if I could one day be famous, if I could one day live in a mansion, if I could one day drive a Rolls Royce or a Ferrari or whatever it is, if I one day had people chanting my name, that would bring happiness. And of course, that's not true. And they climb to the top of the mountain and they find out there's nothing there. So I think many of them are really just on a search for the meaning of life, but they're born with a talent as a singer, as an actor, as a performer of some kind. And so many of them rocket quickly to the top, and that is like the worst thing that can happen when you don't have a support structure to help you deal with all that adulation, fame and success, and all that money you make. I mean, I know it's a cliche when we read the stories of these folks that just spend money like crazy and... And they find themselves bankrupt and in trouble. Well, they, they're not prepared for that kind of a life. They just like to sing or, or they like to perform or they like to do something else. And then they have this incredible success that can be absolutely, in many cases, devastating to them. 
That's Pastor Greg Laurie from A New Beginning, the radio ministry. been on the radio station here for many years. You can catch it at 10 o'clock each weekday morning. But the book that he has written, and he's written a bunch of books over the years, Lennon, Dylan, Alice, and Jesus. You can enter to win every day during the month of June, by the way. And with a lot of our contests, there are also bonus entry opportunities, like when you share it on social media, you get extra entries into the contest. So that'll do it for today. In the final minute here, I say this once in a while, I really want to drive this home and encourage you. Pick a ministry, like Truth For Life is coming up next. They have something going on in June called Truth Partners, and it's kind of like a drive to see how many people would be willing to join their financial support team by giving monthly. It could be $10 a month or 20 bucks a month. It helps them do what they do. It helps, and when you join any ministry or help any ministry, it makes a big difference. So a word of encouragement uh, and also financial support. Any of the ministries you hear on this radio station we strongly support uh, that idea of going to our site, WFIL.com, look through the program guide and connect with one ministry. Pick one out. It'll be a big blessing. Thanks for your consideration. See you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 to 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.